welcome back to another episode of I Can Do This All Day. I'm Dan, the part-time inventor, and Mark, the president of Hello there. Today we're here to talk about something that uh, reverberates in time, space, and our brains, at least for the short term, uh, and that is Marvel's new Disney Plus show, Echo. Echo, Echo, Echo. Echo. But before, echo. before we dig in and under and around that uh, uh, or, or this or whatever uh, um, we're going to call the show, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the things that are anticipated, things that we're excited about. What kind of things are you talking about, Dan? Ooh, there's some good stuff from Marvel, and uh, I'm super excited about it. We talked a little bit about uh, Deadpool 3 before, but uh, some more set photos came unleashed on, on the interwebs uh, recently. Have you seen any of them? Staying spoiler-free, baby. <laughs> Deadpool 3 stuff. Uh, sorry, you're going to get some spoilers uh, from these set photo leaks, but... Uh, there is going to be a young Deadpool, which has like a little bit of like a ponytail kind of Thor-ish hair. And uh, Dogpool has also been uh, released, but that's that's been a, a little bit of time from before. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, as more stuff comes out about Deadpool 3, I'm trying to stay spoiler free. I'm OK with uh, some of the set photos, but uh, obviously I kind of. Either way, I'm going to see it and pretend that I didn't see it when I see the movie. Uh, but another thing that was very exciting, there's been plenty of talk about the Fantastic Four, and uh, it's been confirmed, but not confirmed uh, by other sources, that they are pretty much set on three out of the four cast members. Uh, have you been in the know about who's No, but what potentially... three? What three third-time Fantastic Four are we getting? I, this, I don't this, know. Wait, wait, hang on. Time out. Is this the third casting or the fourth casting of the Fantastic Four? I I mean, I stopped counting because there's been so many different uh, people that have uh, the names have been jostled around. But Pedro Pascal you know, seems to be the person for Reed Richards. Uh, Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm. And it's kind of up in the air for the other two uh, that I'm not 100% sure of. It could be, and I can't remember the actor from The Bear, but he might be the thing. And, oh uh, gosh, there's someone else for uh, Johnny Storm. I know Joseph Quinn from Stranger Things was rumored, but I don't think he's in the end casting for it. So uh, is, I don't know. We'll see. Chris Evans? Oh, no, no Chris Evans. Because it he's... should be Chris Evans. He's too busy being married to Alba Baptista, so I think bring he's... Her back. Bring her back. <laughs> bring her back. Betty. She's never been in one. She can play Betty. Yeah. There's... Uh, then, and there's also talk about Anya Taylor-Joy being Silver Surfer, uh, which that's something I want to talk about. Any thoughts on doing a gender swap on the Silver Surfer? They wouldn't have to do anything but paint her silver. It's so perfect. It's the easiest CGI ever. Her face looks just so kind of not and, and no, no disrespect, right? She has a very unique look, but like I can totally like I just see it, like just a silver overlay of her regular face. It'd be like you could do the Rebecca Romaine makeup from the X Men movies just in silver, and she would look kind of um, galactic enough to totally pull it off. Right. In all the other movies, they had to do like some shaping. No shaping. No. So do you like Love her it. as a silver surfer gender swap on that? I mean, I like that she can both surf and then play chess with Galactus. I love it. <laughs> uh, I, I would be down for that. I like her. I, she's a person that can do no wrong. Um, if you've ever seen the menu, uh, that's a... Not a typical Resident Jedi movie because it's not a feel good story. Oh, because uh, but it's, I really like because it's a that. cannibal movie. No, no, it's not Wait, a cannibal movie. <laughs> we thinking about the Voldemort movie? Yeah. No. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, that's awesome. That movie is really awesome. Um, but yeah, that's that's something that I'm kind of excited about. But enough about the the Marvel stuff. Uh, what about anything in Star Wars land that is new or uh, being brewed about? Star Wars land is full of uh, anticipation. Anticipation is the word 
for 2024. Um, hopefully anticipation doesn't end with disappointment as it has in past years. Like when we got all riled up about a about a, a Rogue Squadron movie and we got nothing. Um, but a few things on the slate um, specifically for this year. Acolytes coming out, which is set uh, a longer time ago in the same galaxy far, far away. Skeleton Crew's coming out this year, supposedly both um, to Disney+. Plus. Uh, another Disney Plus thing that's supposedly coming out is the third season of um of bad batch that's animated so you won't watch it because you're a hater um but the 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 anticipation really got humming uh when they announced that they were going to do a second season of andor which seems to be coming in 25 and then they've got a few movies in the in the hopper as well go ahead give me your bitchiness on andor that was great andor was great no, no, no. I haven't watched it yet. I I feel like I oh. should watch it, but I've just I haven't had the time because I've want I've wanted to watch everything else and uh other stuff besides Star Wars just because I don't care about that particular character. Are there other characters in that show that are likable? Um, Cuz I didn't so, find him likable in in Rogue One. So I like Andor because it it attacks or approaches the Star Wars universe very much from the political aspect of it, right? And, and how the rebellion was formed. Mom Mothma is very big in this. And there's a few other characters um, throughout it. And it's very right as the rebellion is forming and and, and how they're building the, the initial key players in it. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very smart um, as opposed to being very flashy. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Diego Luna as well in it, though. So um, there's that. Is he more likable in this? I think he's likable in the other one, but I think that they they very much give his character a lot more depth and a full backstory here. He's not yeah. just like shooting a guy in an alley and then uh, all of a sudden part of the adventure. So I like it. I think that it's good, and I think that uh, if they if they continue on with the same quality, it'll be a good second season. Like okay. I, I I would watch it. And again, it's I'm more, not opposed to watching it. It's just that I it's not animated. I, so you'll watch it. There's no there, there's nothing that I, I have invested in because I don't like or know any of the characters besides Mon Mothma, who you just mentioned. But um, even then, I don't really care for her. Uh, it's just I don't know. We'll see. Uh, maybe we'll watch it for for the podcast. I mean, I think I owe you uh, some Star Wars stuff just because we've watched uh, quite a bit of Marvel hey, stuff. We can do some we by can... my recommendation, some not, but Hey, I feel like Andor season two can be episode 200 because it comes out in 25. So we've got some time. We have time. <laughs> um, speaking right. of characters that, you know, though, they did announce a Mandalorian and Grogu movie with uh, Favreau and Filoni in a big, bad way. Um, so they're going to, they're going to come through and put something together with the uh, with the Mandalorian universe that they've put together, and hopefully that is is a good culmination of all those inputs, as opposed to not um, much to my uh, much to my style. I'm staying semi spoiler free, but I'll watch all the trailers because you know it's Star Wars. Um, but a second questionable thing going on is um, Shareem Obadi Chinoy who directed the Marvels is doing a star Wars movie with Daisy Ridley. Oh, that's the director that's doing it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, And Stephen Knight who wrote uh, Peaky Blinders is, is doing the screenplay Um, as of right now, because this was supposed to be the Damon Lindoff movie. And I mean, it seems like Lucasfilm is just, we'll sign you up, but then you leave and we'll sign you up and then you leave so i don't know what it looks like when it actually gets made but it's supposed to be set like a decade after um the rise of skywalker and and have a new jedi order feel to it so that could be very interesting um you know and and maybe i've got to think that the mandalorian grogu movie would come first but then maybe we see if grogu shows up in the later movie like that would be an interesting tie-in if you have daisy ridley i i don't know what that looks like though i don't i don't know and i don't know 
how excited I am about it. Nothing against Daisy Ridley. Not as nostalgic as 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 a Mark Hamill or as any other Star Wars character from the original or even prequel trilogy. You know, I thought that she did well with what she got and she should come back, right? Somebody should carry that torch, especially after you kill off um, Kylo and, you know, you piss off uh, both, you know, Finn and uh, and, and Poe. Like she's the only one that's coming back, but she's a po- she's apparently doing it for $12 million. I don't think she deserved the hate. I think it was just like the writing and the directing that really effed up those movies. But hey, what can you do? Star Wars fandom is changing and we're changing and and maybe we're in the wrong. There's plenty of people that did enjoy those movies. Uh, but hey, we'll find out. I'm not going to not see it. I'll watch it. I'm interested. I want to be a Star Wars fan. The way you feel is the same way I felt when I approached Echo. I was like, I want to watch it. I will watch it. I like Marvel stuff. Um, Of course, I'm going to watch the Star Wars stuff, but I'm starting to get less and less excited about it. Maybe because there's uh, too much of it. I don't know. I don't know. But needless to say, that is all the news currently from a galaxy far, far away. Well, let's go to the galaxy here, here, and here uh, with our review on Echo. So Echo, the last time we saw her, she was introduced in the Hawkeye series, which, in my opinion, was probably one of the better Marvel series, if not the best. Uh, definitely a sleeper in my eyes where I thought like, OK, how good could this possibly be? No one cares about Hawkeye, even though I think Jeremy Renner's a badass um, and, and proof that he's a badass is, you know, 10 months after recovery, he's doing like crazy exercises and stuff. So good for him and his road to recovery. But uh, after seeing her in Hawkeye, I remember what I thought about that character and the actress specifically. So she is not an actor. Uh, it was her first acting gig. Uh, she basically had got the job um, due to a casting call. And, and you know, I, I wasn't really a big fan of hers because she kind of had what I called like, I have to go to the bathroom face every time she was frowning. Uh, it just reminded me of my toddler whenever he had to go number two. Uh, but uh, I really talked shit about her in the Hawkeye series. Uh, what did you think about her? So you mentioned that that was one of the better Marvel series. I think that was that was a series where none of us expected anything to be good. So it being it being okay made it good, right? I think that it fed a lot on Jeremy Renner. And if he wasn't in it in, in just kind of his quipness, um, I'll tell you this. I didn't, I didn't even think about rewatching it before this for any kind of context. And I mean, obviously it's been over a year since I've watched it. I was like, Nope. And I think I misremembered a lot about this character because I thought there was some kind of power or some kind of excessive skill that she had. Um, and she didn't. Yeah, just a normal person with some was, deadly, deadly just, skills. That's know, all. Kicking people with a fake leg and sweeping the leg a lot. Sweep the leg. Um, but yeah, I, 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 for some reason thought that there was some kind of, I mean, that that in that series they had given her some sort of something, right? Um, or there was something exceptional, and yeah, I, I really didn't. I really didn't feel the exceptional. Um, so going into this, I was like, much to your point, I didn't care that much about this character. So there better be something awesome about this character to uh, to earn her her own series. Not the okay. first person from that show that I would give their own series. Yeah, it was kind of a surprise, right? Like, I, I didn't know, like, why that was the case. I would have expected, like, a Hawkeye season two with Haley Steinfeld, which would have been probably way up everyone's alley just because she was more likable character. She was a bright spot of the show. And uh, yeah, so we get an echo series. This is the first series that they dropped all the episodes at one time. Uh, And I don't know if this is a legit credible fact, but uh, supposedly that this show was kind of just written off and they had to kind of re-edit it. Uh, so they had, I think, was like eight episodes before 
And I read somewhere that they just had to say like, hey, this is dog shit. Let's just try and salvage it some way that we can. And if it cuts down to fewer episodes, let's do that. And so supposedly from what I read that that's that's what happened. But uh, yeah, five episodes released all at one time. I wanted to see it because it's Marvel and I'll watch everything Marvel. But at the same time, I I've thought that they could probably do something better with this character and where it opens up for the Kingpin and, and any other cameos that may happen in the show too. Uh, so speaking of, uh, did you expect any cameos or were you hoping for anything? Uh, or did you really know about anything that was going to be appearing in the show? So no, would be would be the answer. I'd heard that there's probably gonna be a Daredevil cameo in it because at, around the same time that this released, they announced that now all of a sudden all the Netflix shows were part of the MCU. After saying they weren't, we we flippy floppied a little bit there. Um, but you know, I'm glad that this released all at once because I set aside an evening to binge it. Because if I would have watched one or two episodes at first. It would have been hard to get me to come back for number three. Um, you know, I think that this character, I didn't know she was Native American. In the, I don't remember that being a thing in the Hawkeye show. Yeah, that's uh, the comic book character is Native American and it's, uh, there was a lot of positive feedback and uh, a lot of rallying around both the deaf community and also the Native American community. Uh, the the Choctaw uh, in featured in this in this TV series. Uh, I had no idea of of that particular tribe, if you will, if I'm using the right terminology. Uh, I had no idea. I've, I've you know my school days are, are well behind me, and I I remember like a few things from dances with wolves but other than that not a whole lot about the native american community i'd love to be more educated on it because this seemed very interesting to me you know what i i'm not all about like there needs to be diversity in everything uh i'd like it that there is but this was kind of nice to be able to represent for for those two did you have any thoughts on that i like that there's diversity in everything i like that that you know they're they're giving this show gives so many it, it's so crossover from that point of view right it it gives the um you know the 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 deaf community uh, um a hero it gives the the um disabled community a hero it gives the native american community a hero um i i think that it gives so much to it right there's so much that fits under that umbrella that isn't in any other Marvel property, right? I don't think that there's anything that all encompasses like that. Um, that it it almost felt not too much to digest, but just a lot. You mentioned um, being educated on something by Dances with Wolves. I was really happy to see some of my favorite people from Dances with Wolves in this. Yeah, uh, it seems like, you know, for and I'm wondering if uh, there's any Native American actors that struggle to find work because it's the same Native American actors, or at least it seems to be, that continue to get the same jobs in Hollywood over and over again. Oh, man. At least, you know, I mean, my guy Graham Greene is in everything. I scroll in his IMDb while I'm watching this like homeboy is in everything and i'm here for it the only person that i was missing in this was uh bobby six killer from the renegade tv show whoever that actor was i can't remember who it was but i feel like he should have been in this uh he deserved to have a part because he is one of those actors uh of native american descent that is always cast in native american roles he is oh my god um he's doing well hope he just retired on that renegade money Yes, done. Him and Lorenzo Lamas right? just own a own an island uh, next to Epstein's, and they just uh, they party all the time. Um, but Do give they me your version of the, plot. the Eddie Murphy song "Party All the Time." 
Sure. Yeah. Why don't you give us your version of the plot? Um, man, the 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 plot of this show is. I did a bad thing, so I ran away, and the bad thing caught up to me, and it got worse. And then it could have got better, and it kind of got better. But I remember. Hashtag powers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. No, that I, I was not the time. religion, Dan. No. Jesus had nothing to do with the hashtag powers. I had a hard time following this plot. Uh, oh, you so a, I did. I did. You a me DC and everybody thing. else had a hard time following this plot. I, I did a DC thing where I just decided to take myself <laughs> out of reality and just realize that I might just be along for the ride and just try to enjoy what comes. And uh, that's how I watched the show. Uh, I did find the the backstory interesting and, and that's something that was like oh cool i get to see maya as a little girl and uh there there was a little bit of a weird thing so I, I don't know if you remember this because you probably just blocked it out of your system i think we all know where this episode is going uh at least you think that this episode is going that way but um, remember at, at the beginning of the episode or the first episode where her family is around a campfire and they're signing, talking a little bit slower, and then Maya is in the tent with Bonnie, right? So I got a question for you. Why was Graham Greene signing and talking very slow while Maya was in a tent? Because everyone else could talk and hear normally. Maybe he was trying to learn sign language so he could do the thing with the grandma. I don't know. God damn you. I, I apologize for, for all of our American sign language uh, speaking people that might be viewing this, but uh, those are offensive, offensive hand gestures. And how dare they you? They weren't that bad. I talk with my hands, but just not like that. How dare you? How dare you? Though, but, though the um, one thing about this episode, I will say, and um, and maybe we should take away from this episode and add it to our podcast streams. But um, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. At the beginning of this, the subtitles were on, and I thought there was something wrong with my Apple TV. So I just tried to turn off subtitles, and I'm like, the subtitles are off. And my wife's like, that's because they're signing, you idiot. And I was like, good for oh. Okay. Like good for your wife. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's easy pickings. It's easy pickings <laughs> there. But I, I I literally like was I wasn't they kind of just dropped you into it and not a character that you remember being being uh, um you know deaf. I, I just didn't it just didn't get there. I just didn't get there right away. It took me a second. Okay. Apparently, you didn't watch the Hawkeye series because it all revolved every scene she was signing. So I haven't watched the must, Hawkeye series in a year and a half. You must have watched I wasn't the Hawkeye series it. and the and Black Panther Wakanda forever at the same time. And you just didn't watch it because you have very weird recollections Ooh, or I've watched not recollections of that. I think there's been how many episodes since we did the Hawkeye series. So that's how long it's been. Since I've seen it, I, I won and done that one. I do not think I did that one all day. Mm, and if I did, I was wrong because I have. We didn't. We didn't review it for the podcast. We didn't do Hawkeye for the podcast. But uh, well, I wonder why. Uh, because TV shows, man, TV shows take a lot to watch and a lot of time, and we just don't normally do it. But we will make exceptions, and this happened to be an exception. Uh, but so the backstory for Maya, I thought that was kind of interesting, and. Uh, the Daredevil fight, we had met, or you had mentioned that uh, there was going to be a Daredevil cameo in there, and I I knew of the cameo. Um, that was that was cool. Uh, I think we'll talk a little bit about that later. Uh, if anything, you know what? I think we should watch that fight scene a little bit later, uh, just to kind of give our little critique and review on that, and just kind of get our juices flowing before we answer that pivotal question. Yeah. But. Um, what about the Choctaw backstory and flashbacks? 
What were your thoughts on those? I was like, is this an Eternals thing? Are they finally flipping the Eternals back into this? Who are these? Who are the people under the ground? Is this Wakanda? What's going it, it didn't it it felt kind of Wakanda-ish with the glowing water and like the the glowing herb thing that gave him special powers? But then the world cool. I thought it was like aliens at first, right? I thought it was another world. I thought maybe they were going through a multiverse portal. I, I was just trying to figure it out. Like this, this doesn't okay. Okay, the sun must be really hot because it melted all the mud off them or cracked up the mud. I thought that they were maybe they were just dirty, right? Because that was a thing, you know. Natives used to to use that as I don't know. Careful, maybe. careful. I'm trying, I'm trying, but I, I just didn't get it. I didn't get it, and then I got it. I was like, okay, so they're saying that the Native Americans came from under the ground. Okay, first time I'd heard that one. And is that I'll, I'll ask you because you said you did a little bit of 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 backstory and back reading on the Choctaw. Was that is that the actual legend? Is that canon? I did not do any Choctaw uh, any any reading or any type of research on it whatsoever. I just knew of the Choctaw from this TV show. That's the only thing. So this show enlightened me enlightened me in the fact that there was another group of. Native Americans, just besides like the Apache and the Cheyenne and Iroquois. That's that's the, about the extent of my education. Uh, maybe I'll take a look at that a little bit later on. But um, no, I mean, I so with the, the Choctaw, I found it very interesting. But at the same time, I started I started to get lost because you have the awakening from the underground. Sure. Cool. I'm down with with uh, myths and legends and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, you can remember back from our Twilight watch along that the Kuliet, uh were descendants from wolves, right? So that that's something that is kind of instilled. Were, were, were in one the of them in this? Of... Wasn't there a Twilight cameo or a, a Twilight character? There's, there's yeah. a couple. Yeah, the um, worst but, actors. So mm -hmm. The uh, the awakening from the underground. Totally get it. The stick ball. I don't know, man. I'm sure they played games, but was it stickball? Like, really? Is that? Uh, and it, and they it were was like a, it with... was like a, it was like an augmented highlight, is what it looked like to me. Yeah, it's like I know that highlight was and... a Mayan thing. So I, I'm not against the stickball. I don't want to. I don't want this to come out in a sexist way. But did they play integrated sports? Was that a thing? If it was, great. I'm all about it. I don't know what the historical accuracy there is. So I was like, great. It's integrated. Love it. That's a good point. That's a very good point because I don't know if that would be the case. But then yeah. you go into the, oh gosh, um, the Light Horsemen. So that is something that is legit. So the Light Horsemen were, and I don't want to miss misspeak or give misinformation about it, but basically they were Native American police uh, that were deputized by the American government. So that's a legit thing. And uh, so that was kind of cool to see, but also at the same time, I'm like, okay, where the hell is this going? I don't know where any of this is going. And I couldn't understand this powers thing with the circle hands that was going on. Well, like, that didn't happen till the late later on anyways, but no, it happened to the underground people. It happened to the stick lady. It happened to the lady. Her hands were glowing when she was washing up in the river before right, she right. became the, the the fucking Native American sniper, right? I mean, it 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 was a, a whole thing that made no carryover sense, right? And and I, I I hate to go too far ahead, but she ended up having the power from the Last Jedi, right? Like we're all here with you. It was the same fucking thing, but but somehow somehow less cool. Like, I don't know how you make that less cool, but they did it. They did I it. I don't know. I don't know if it was less cool. I think this was way cooler than what was in The Last Jedi because there were there were people in the movie theater that like stood up or or, or screamed out from the seats, at least the my the ones that I attended, where they were like, What the fuck? And and you that was in the, the theater for hashtag, Star Wars. Hashtag hashtag feel better. Well, it's, hashtag therapy 
Like what? It's <laughs> hashtag therapy. Um, I'm I'm not losing interest, but I'm losing the plot driven fervor. You want to know right? what I lost like, interest? You you mentioned lo- losing interest. You lost me at the black and white throwback for the light horseman. I'm like, what? Why are we doing black and white to this? Why are we trying to be kitschy? Why don't we just give us a story? They weren't kitschy with the other two flashbacks. They weren't kitschy with them. But then all of a sudden, hey, everybody, we're back in engine. Like, what? What are we doing? This isn't WandaVision. It seemed like it was like different directors for the separate episodes. And um, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, like I said, I didn't research the Choctaw. I didn't research the directors, but I will say that it seems very disjointed. And if that is true, that this was like eight episodes worth of content that just got whittled down to five, I can understand that happening now because it just seems like a, a crazy break in flow. And in terms of consistency, yeah, it's just not there. Which, speaking of consistency, uh, the one thing that is consistent is Kingpin's relationship with Maya. And even though he got shot in the face, he's still alive, which I still don't get that, by the way. I'm not quite sure as to how that that worked out. Um, But he still has a desire for Maya to become Queenpin. So kind of second in charge. Uh, I didn't get that at all. I understand, you know, Kingpin raised her as his own daughter. So there is love there. And he was probably super surprised that he got shot in the fucking face. But is that something that is just too far gone? And uh, because it all revolves around Kingpin going after Maya and Maya trying to go after Kingpin, even though he's already dead or she thinks he's dead. It's conflicting as to who's a bad guy is there a bad guy? What's driving the plot? What's driving Maya's actions? And what does Kingpin want from her in the long run, right? Like that that gets me. So uh, during this, I had to Google Kingpin's powers because I'm like, she shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> he should not be hanging around. And, and it's like his powers are peak human strength and increased human durability. He's a big muscular dude. That's what he yeah, is. He, it so, looks like he's so fat, but he's just really the muscular. muscular thing. I don't know about. Um, I did. No, that's a hundred percent true. I understand that. I've seen the comic drawings. Um, I've also seen the series. Um, and he looks like fatter Gomer pile in this. For those of you that have seen full metal jacket, the, I love this only because I was like, Oh my God, go for Paul's getting like every time he got every time he gets angry in this, all I see is full metal jacket. And um, I, I don't know if that's because I've watched it too many times or what, but it was definitely hilarious to me to just be like, mm. I, especially with just like the the shaved head and shaved face. It was it was so there. Have you seen full metal jacket? I have multiple times. I think you're losing. Mm. I, I think you're just making a big joke about everything about the show now because he was a big, big bright spot in Daredevil and his character is very consistent in this as well. Same thing with the Hawkeye series. So I don't know, man. I think you're in the wrong about it being humorous uh, because he was probably the best thing about this show. Oh, it and- was humorous. I found it funny that the same emotions that Vincent D'Onofrio had to call on for this, the, the confusion, the anger, the rage I thought came out of that character in that in full metal jacket too. And that's just where my nostalgia was. That was the most nostalgic thing to me in this entire show was bald and clean shaven Vincent D'Onofrio. You're pretty much right, though, because in the I don't. Did you watch the Daredevil series on Netflix? Well, no, now Disney Plus. I did not. I was not. I was not into all of those subtext pieces, and I felt that that left me really kind of short on this. His version of Kingpin compared to like Michael Clark Duncan's and the Ben Affleck Daredevil. 
uh, which, by the way, Ben Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. Were um, fan- were bitch Phantoms like a motherfucker. <laughs> the uh, his take on Kingpin was so good because he's in in Daredevil, uh, the series. He's kind of like this loser, and he's kind of just reserved and shy. And uh, you get that uh, the transformation of him turning into like a loose cannon because it goes back to his childhood where he he kills his dad with a hammer but he brought out probably the best version of the kingpin in the daredevil series and and it translates and moves over to the mcu because i guess it's all connected now but he still took that same type of character passion and uh sensitivity if you will so it's it's very interesting to see him do that. But you're absolutely right. If uh, I mean, and maybe I misinterpreted what you were saying. I was thinking maybe you thought he was like a shitty character because it was just funny. Uh, but no, he's he's a a pent up aggression abused guy, and he's just like this big ball of emotions. He's almost kind of like the Hulk, except more violent and deadly. If that makes sense. So like he's he's a very patient guy, but you see in the flashback where um, Maya was getting mistreated by the I think it was like the ice cream guy. He goes and beats the shit out of the ice cream guy. It's kind of like, you know, that that kid in grade school uh, or maybe if it was you yourself or anything like that, where you get so worked up and then you just start wailing on someone and just start crying. I hate this. Like that's that ball of emotion that like the only way for him to deal with it is just to beat the shit out of that guy because he doesn't want to see Maya, his uh, almost, you know, adopted daughter, if you will be hurt like that. He doesn't want to see that mistreatment. So Kingpin's kind of a good guy in that sense, but he just can't control his emotions and his rage. So that's where his, his villainous side comes into play. But yeah, I I thought he was a, a really good, uh, high spot to that and he looks kind of comic accurate in Hawkeye and this because they definitely like beef up his physique whether they put extra padding into his suit or you know do an enlargement of his character on screen or something like that so he's definitely not that big but he is a big dude but they they definitely pad that up like the comic yeah, he definitely has some shoulder pads rocking which is fine yeah right like, again I, I Vincent D'Onofrio was a bright spot in this what did you think about um, when Maya's powers manifested? When the character doesn't understand the power and nobody explains the power and you don't get an example of the previous person utilizing, like when none of that's there, but then all of a sudden it is, I don't think that that's a fair treatment of the audience, right? I don't think that, I don't think that we we're supposed to go and read backstory from, from random daredevil on this. Right. I, I just don't, I don't know. Like, and her powers are like very complex, much you like mean, the characters com- really. You complex. didn't understand that she could phase her powers to other people. So her grandma became like this ass kicking no, machine. That, that was didn't make just sense magic. It was just like, Ah, you got it now. That was awful. But it, but it had oh to be. My God. But it was only people apparently that shared her bloodline. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Sometimes like cousins don't really share enough of your bloodline, so I don't know where where that kind of comes into play. If and that's the case, you call somebody your cousin, but they're not your cousin. The oh gosh, what's his name? Chasky Spencer who uh, from uh, Twilight fame, Sam, uh, the leader of the Wolf Pack, uh, not the NWO, but the uh, the Wolf Pack in Twilight. Uh, he was family. So why wasn't he able to, you to know, get some of them powers? Yeah, you know, because apparently it only passes to the females in the family. Sexist. I just I, and, and, and the way they explain the power. Hold on, hold on. Bef- before we go on, because I really want you to, to know this, too, because you talked about it a little bit earlier. But uh, I don't know this actress's name. It's not on the cast list that I, I have in front of me right now. But uh, Leah from the Wolfpack in Twilight is also in this movie. She is one of the original or the original Choctaw uh, in the beginning of the series. So 
just want to throw that Twilight stuff out for you. Uh, for those who don't know, we did a Twilight watch along as a punishment for Mark because he lost a, a bet, and oh, it was glorious. I'm trying to think of where my where my thought process was going there, but in in the manifestation of the powers when they when they finally explain that like her mom could hashtag heal people, all I could think of in the bird scene was the Forrest Gump thing, where 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 they're like. Pray with me, Forrest. I want to be a bird. I want to fly, fly far away from here because I wanted to fly far, far away from this show. At that point, I was just like, what? Huh? I can't. How do you keep that secret? You know? Right? Like, like, how did nobody else know? The grand- So her mom didn't know? But her mom said she was a healer. So her mom knew. So there's one, you bring up the healing point. There's one thing I was watching or one thing that I thought while I was watching the car accident scene. Uh, So later, I think it was episode four or five. I thought it would have been really cool if this happened where they get into the car accident and Maya's actually dead and her mom hashtag heals her. And then she's the one because she used all of her life force to heal Maya. That's why she died. I thought that would have been a nice, you know, another full great circle. steal from from the Rise of Skywalker. That would have been another great pull. Great pull. But but it would have made sense for this plot, right? Like that that could have, you know, given a little bit more context as to like there should have been some type of line at the beginning where it's like, Maya should be dead. She's really lucky. And then in the flashback later on in the the series, it's like, oh, yeah, she did die. Her mom saved her. And that's why she was positioned the way that she was, you know, like that. That would have that would have made me happy. And I wasn't thinking of Star Wars. I'm trying to, you know, keep it, uh, you know, blinders on not to think like everything's stealing from everybody, because at this point, I think everyone could make the case that they're stealing from something else because, there's been so much content out there and whether it's intentional or not, uh, there's been plenty of times where I'm sure in conversation that we've probably thought we said something original and someone calls us out like, Oh yeah, the Simpsons did it back in 97. I mean, that's true. So let me ask you one more question about this power that her mom had. If you have the power to heal, why is your daughter still deaf? I mean, Sometimes you don't need to fix something that if it's not necessarily broken, it's just different. So if they did the scene that you were talking about where her mom heals her in the car and she got her hearing back, that would have been, then you would have got me. Then I've been okay. Oh, like God. her heals the leg, heals the hearing. Mom gave me this, but I'm also mad. Like, I know that takes away all of the coverage that we give this this hero, right, from being able to touch all these areas, but adding the healing part of it, like, then you you have this power, but you you don't just just hashtag the ear with just one ear. Not both ears, just one. Just give her one. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Doesn't that doesn't that just it doesn't is that a hashtag rewind healing? Like the bird was fine before I hit it with the rock. Maybe that's what she's doing, but it it just doesn't. If you know, and she was not like dis- her mom didn't discover this during this, this, she was sad for the bird and her tear yeah. was. Yeah. It's not like she had her it. fingers there. Just she by just chance. didn't was like, Oh my, you can't. Oh my God. My hands are glowing. Like she had the fingerings down. She was she was literally the first person that could have done the catchphrase hashtag blessed because she certainly blessed yeah. the hell out of that bird. But I mean, she she could do it. So like, okay, if you if you want to go down that, I'll I'll answer your 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 question in terms of the healing part. So Alakwa Cox was actually born deaf, which is very very uh, admirable in my opinion because not only does she have. You know, and she has said this before on on uh, talk shows that like the Jimmy Fallon show, she speaks about it as a disability. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it certainly is a challenge to say the least. Right. It's not easy to to go live in this world 
and be deaf and and have a majority of the people not understand you, right? But if that is the case, and this is the same case with Maya, if she was born deaf, maybe you can't fix that. Maybe you can't hashtag bless that. So that well, that's what I mean. Like, I just need to know the extent. What's the extent of the powers? I know nothing about it except they glow. They glow, and we can we can put the diamond up, right? Right. We're DDP and we DDP'd Kingpin and he was happy and he's going to be the mayor now. Like it's, it's not, uh, yeah, not really sure. But that final festival showdown, how ridiculous was that? How ridiculous biscuits who we haven't mentioned in this episode. Biscuits Biscuits was a a bright spot for me. Yeah. Awesome. I liked biscuits, (laughs) but who the hell is going to be like, you know, uh, I think, Henry, um, Sam from Twilight, uh, Henry was saying like, hey, yeah, uh, do you have any guns? And he's like, I got something better than guns. At that immediate part, I was like, uh, I don't know. I think he could probably use some guns right about now. I don't think anything's better than guns at this particular moment. And so a monster truck is going to be the better thing. Like, no way. People will shoot at the monster truck. So that just it was like a fall flat. Where uh, are you getting a lift kit in that in that junkyard full of minivans? Hey, like, he's resourceful. I just, he must. Re- and the Native American people are resourceful as well. I, so yep, I'm yep, fine with that's that. That's it. How do you not hear the monster truck coming? Were all of the assassins in the vans deaf? Oh my god. They they were fucking useless. Like um is... and no one no one thought something was up when they've got the the Choctaw festival, the powwow festival going on. And no one thought it was weird that the security were a bunch of white dudes. Like, wouldn't they kind of keep at least some of those jobs in house? And mm. all of the white dudes were security. <laughs> Strange. I, Something's going on here, Mark. I don't I know. Got, this doesn't seem I got right. nothing. I, it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, something that we do have is the clip of the fight between Echo and Daredevil, which I want to take a look at and and check out. Uh, you want to talk through that and uh, check it out for the listeners and the viewers? Roll that beautiful bean footage. All right, here we go. This is the clip of Daredevil versus Echo, the full fight Hi. scene. Oh. She just kicked the shit out of some dude. Oh, there's Charlie Cox. Are we sure it's Charlie Cox, or could it just be a stuntman? Uh, stunt double with Charlie Cox, then. There, that's Charlie Cox. I've been watching them all night. And then you guys show up. You don't find it funny that he said, I've been watching them all night? And screwed everything up. Uh, kudos to Alakwa Cox's stunt double, too. She's a badass. These are some really awesome, high-tech, efficient martial arts movements. And so that part right there I thought was that, really cool because she would hold on to her leg. That's her prosthetic leg, just to get a little bit of extra torque on it. Well, that like was purposeful, right? the leg hold. How did you miss with a shotgun? You know, he's uh, he's elusive, that Daredevil. He saw all the poets coming, so he dipped, ducked, and dodged. And maybe there's only buckshot in that shotgun. Maybe it's just a single round. You don't know. Is it birdshot or buckshot? And those shelves are heavy. And that's it. He just runs off. Daredevil, who's been staking this out for... um, What did you think of the fight scene? So the fight scene in and of itself was probably the high point of the entire series, right? I thought it was done well. Again, I I gave it like a a, a wickish recommendation, but it didn't fit to the rest of the series. Like nothing else in the series was that good. And... Why did she get captured if she was such an ass kicker? 
like it makes no sense later on right like the the fucking roller skate guy and the the weird hillbilly sisters subdued her well she wasn't expecting it and she didn't have her um actual leg the she wasn't expecting was daredevil either she was in the mode of fighting she just kicked the shit out of a dude mm. daredevil was just tired that's all it was he was there all night he was up all night i'm sleepy i was i'm just gonna try and use my staff i was watching things all night and then you guys came daredevil with uh oh my god he's blind ladies and gentlemen he didn't see shit I'm sorry, but he did not see shit. It was the um, pun. It was punny. Oh, God. Yeah, but I don't know if it was meant to be funny for that dialogue. Mm. I really don't. I think they they just fucked up. It's like, oh, Charlie is probably thinking, like, you know, he's blind, right? Yeah, Charlie, we don't want to. Shut up, Netflix boy. That's what they said. Yeah. We don't want to get into a strike now, do we, Charlie? <laughs> Come on. Charlie, we don't explain powers on this show. Oh, my God. Um. So. Since we just watched that, I, I think that's a a good time for me to ask you a question, Mark. When it comes to the Disney Plus TV series, uh, and and I guess they called it a special special presentation or something like that. It wasn't very special. Echo, can you do this all day? Um. Well, this question is very it's it's complicated. So I've got a very, I've got kind of a long answer for you. Are you ready? No, 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 no. No, I, 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 I barely could finish it, let alone rewatch it. And there's nothing to do with the, with the, the cast. It has everything to do with the writing and just Marvel's kind of late laissez-faire attitude lately with shows. Like I, I, I'm not going into this with any skin in the game or any excitement and nothing about it makes me happy except, I mean, the bright spot of this for me literally was Graham Greene. I'm like, yeah, it's Graham Greene. Like, that's the high point for me. Um, You know, they did some cool technology stuff with, with, with Kingpin and he had his fancy regenerative eye patch but it, 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 the long and the short of it is I was happy it was over fair enough now I, I've been extra critical of this so I want to bring the Marvel lover and and representative of our podcast to the table and ask you Danny can you echo all night long and Choctaw every day <laughs> um all right so to break it down how i normally do right so the the action i thought was good the the daredevil fight scene i thought was sweet even the thug fight scene before that was pretty awesome and i was in i'm glad that they showed that in the first episode because i'm like all right sweet we're we've got some potential for the rest of the series and uh you know they they went more creative which I don't see that as a bad thing for this, uh, but I did notice, you know, the plot was suffering because of it, right? Because you need to have something that's going to drive the story. Uh, you had mentioned, I think it was off the podcast that, you know, like violence for violence sake or something to that effect, like it needs to drive the plot. Right. And, and I don't know if it really did. Um, I'm a sucker for action though. So I'll, I'll write that off and and just be like, nope, it's fine. Uh, the villain, I don't know. I couldn't tell you who the villain was. Is it Maya? Is Maya the villain, her own worst enemy? Because she's not letting the whole Kingpin thing go um, or Kingpin's not letting it go. I don't know. I really don't know who's driving the story because I feel like the show probably could have ended in the third episode after Henry said, like, hey, don't mess with them uh, because it's it's not going to be good. And then she messes with them and then it breaks up Kingpin's operation in Tamaha. 
And that didn't make any sense to me because that's pretty far away from New York. I guess they need something in the Midwest to help with stuff. I don't know. I don't know how any of that stuff works, but I will say there was a bright spot in the music. So like the uh, theme song, uh, I think I believe that was by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Uh, I thought that was like a really cool theme song for the show. And I was like, OK, cool. I actually watched the credits uh, the intro credits for it because like, yep, I dig this song. I think this is really awesome. Uh, but other than that, I think if you put everything together with the action, the lack of plots or at least confusing plot, but the willingness to take that leap and be creative and and be a little bit more adventurous with how things were, I thought that was kind of a, a nice point to it. But I have to stay true to my ranking of it. Like I can't say that this is a must watch so no i can't do this all day i liked it and i enjoyed it but i did have to put the dc blinder glasses on and just be like yep i'm in for a good ride and this is what i'm in for don't pay attention to the minutiae or maybe the major stuff uh because just take it for face value are you enjoying the scene are you enjoying the acting are you enjoying the adventure that i did but can't say that i can do it all day I will agree with you that Maya was lit. She was her own worst enemy. Um, and I, I I love the fact that you brought up the credit scene. I thought it was a terrible, like, Bond copy. And I, I, I skip every time. Every time. I was like, ah, no. Not the fire I, out of the motorcycle. Skip. Well, let me let me re, let me uh, revise my statement. I didn't watch the credits. I listened to the song. That was it. But... Um, yeah, I, I thought that was just like a nice mood setter. So that's one of those rare things like the hypocrisy is strong in me today, especially for this series, because normally I don't like popular music in in movies or TV shows. But because that set the mood, I was like, OK, cool, I can dig it. And I didn't pay much attention to anything else. So I was just like, all right, I'll just enjoy for what's on the screen and we'll go from there. Don't worry. Yeah. It doesn't seem like the writers or directors paid attention to much anyway. So, well, I hope okay. for your director's sake, for your little Star Wars Daisy Ridley thing, that that's going to be better. I mean, could it be worse? Could it be worse? I mean, it, when she did direct it the Marvels, could be the Last Jedi worse or mm -hmm. the Rise of Skywalker worse? Still, all better than Echo, <laughs> even though they shared some common themes. Um, I'm going to ask you this. Do you want Echo season two? No, but I would I would love to see Echo again. I would love to see her again because it's just a different type of character. If she's able to make some appearances in Daredevil or, or even like something else like Spider-Man, kind of like the street level superheroes, um, you know, that would be kind of sweet. I, I'm interested to see what they do with like Iron Fist and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Because I, as far as I'm aware, they are not signed on to any anything else for, for Marvel. I mean, that may change. They may make an appearance in Daredevil, but I don't know. We'll see. I think I have a theory. Um, and I know we talked about Marvel news. and Do we have a wager we... right now? Can we, can I, we preemptively I, I, it's wager It's not a this? wager. It's just a okay. theory. All right. It's just a theory. There's no tangible right or wrong to this, but... It would seem to me that Disney, because of, you know, due to the lack of like high regarded reception of the more recent Marvel cinematic uh, entries, maybe returning Marvel to its streaming service roots with, you know, the, the Netflix series and, and things may come out more heavily with the the street level crew right and it may be something that they maximize a lot of the series on disney plus and that's it like and maybe maybe a lot of these things that we're talking about that could be movies end up being disney plus shows and maybe they don't do a lot of movies maybe they do one or two a year or one or two every few years maybe they dial it back a bit um I don't know what that looks like, but with the quality waning and them all of a sudden taking these 
street level heroes and bringing them in and say, no, this is really part of our thing. It was there the whole time. I, I could see them shying away from movies. I could see them dialing it back to now balance all these series at once. And that makes me sad in a way, but also like, what's the last good thing Marvel did? Like Secret Invasion wasn't even that amazing, and that's been my favorite. Oh, that was all. That I I will say that this was better than Secret Invasion. I think. No, well, I mean, this had that had Samuel L. Jackson, so it automatically wins. Uh, um, yeah, but it had Quagmire, Amelia Clark, where like she flexes her one arm and gets super huge. It just reminded me of that. That don't family be mad guy about her gig in the arm. Oh my god, so it, awful! It, it also could have been the Rick and Morty arm. Oh man, yeah. Either way, it's it was ripped off of of something. So everything's ripped um, off of everything. You said it yourself. Um, true, the I Simpsons think did that, it. I think that we'll see. We'll see what comes next. We'll see how some of the things we talked about early on come to fruition. We'll see what the next Marvel show is. We'll also see what the next episode of the I Can Do This All Day podcast will be. Well, until next time, I'm Dan, the part-time Avenger. That's Mark, the Resident Jedi. Like, subscribe, and uh, leave leave positive comments. Positive comments. On some advice. Thank you.